y'all. Welcome back to another devotional. I hope you're having a great day. We're reading from our little devotional, Farm Raised Devotionals by Ida Mae Couch. Picked this up in the thrift store. I am absolutely loving it. It is amazing. And today's title is Grandma Stay. Y'all, please forgive the state of my hair. <laughs> uh, Grandma Stay, and um, it's kind of long, so we're just going to get started. Um, I do have my King James Bible with me. That's what I'll be reading out of. So let's just get started. Grandma's stay. Growing cotton was hard work and the pay wasn't great. My mom decided she needed to go back to school so that she could have a job that was a bit more stable and predictable. I had one more year before I was to start school. So this presented a dilemma. Who was going to take care of me? My grandmother agreed to help us for the nine months that mom would be attending a nursing school. Grandma didn't live too far away, but it wasn't going to work for her to drive back and forth every day. So, Mom and Dad moved a twin bed into the bedroom my sister and I shared. Our room wasn't big, so another bed in there took up a lot of room, but we made it work. I remember her bed looking so sweet with one of her quilts laying on top. Grandma and I were constant companions. She would read to me, fix my lunch, take me on her errand runs. Whatever she needed to do, I was there tagging along. Sometimes she would take me shopping at the mall. I didn't enjoy going to the mall. It was a big place. It required a lot of walking and standing. It wore my little legs out, but grandma knew how to conjole me. In the entrance to one of the department stores, there was a self-serve candy kiosk and it had all kinds of different candies. Grandma would fill my two little bags, one with chocolate twist drops and one with white chocolate twist drops. <laughs> tongue twister there. <laughs> it was so decadent melting in my mouth. It was creamy and smooth tasting. To this day, whenever I get a white chocolate, whenever I get white chocolate, my mind goes back to these early childhood moments. As Christians, we anticipate the reward of heaven. Jesus told his apostles that there was a special place being prepared. This is where our first scripture comes in. It uh, comes from the book of John chapter 14, verses two through four. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know and understand ye, and sorry, and whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. There are descriptions in Revelations chapter 21 of this beautiful place. Some of the description there tell us that it is a city of pure gold with precious stones for foundations and gates of pearls. Not only is it a beautiful place, but we're told there will be no pain or sadness there. Our legs won't get tired from walking and standing. We won't be hungry or thirsty. Our next scripture comes from the book of Revelations, chapter 7, verses 16 and 17. There shall hunger no more. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. Neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. The next scripture comes from Revelations chapter 21 and verse 4. 
And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Mm. Something about the word, y'all. The next time you feel tired and discouraged, remember that God has a treat waiting just for you. It will be a million times better than the best tasting chocolate. Wow. And you, this is a girl here who loves some chocolate. Oh my goodness. Y'all, I don't know about y'all, but I, the more this world goes on in the way it is going and progressing, the more I'm dreaming of that place and to be in the presence of God where there'll be no more sorrow, there'll be no more pain, there'll be no more hunger, no more tears, just, I really long for that place and that day. And there, it's so odd for me to feel this way because I can remember there being different times in my life that everything was just going so great and perfect. And I was like, man, I know that the Lord's going to come back, but I really hope he don't come right now because I'm loving my life right now. I can remember having those thoughts. But I can tell you those come fewer and fewer now because the state that our world is in i have been so burdened and just i don't even know what the right word to describe how i'm feeling i see things happening that are not right i mean it's sin there's no way to make it right um and you know if you call it for what it is then you know there's something wrong with you um, if you stand up for what is right and what the word tells us, then you're the one that's wrong. And I just, I see a world that is just falling victim to the devil and all of his tricks. Um, we've become so, what is the word? We're, it's like nothing phases us anymore. When something happens, we're just like, you know, things that would have one time, things that 10 years ago, only 10 years ago, would have just shocked us. And we would have just been standing there with our mouth open, like in total shock. Now it doesn't even seem to phase some of us, you know? And I don't know about you, but I don't want to get complacent. I don't want to get to where I just, accept it as the new norm. The Bible tells us he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He never changes. The world is progressively changing. People are changing with the times. And I have nothing against progression and, you know, getting ahead and, you know, all that kind of stuff. This is not even about that, but it's when you try to start making sin, not sin. When you try to start making sin acceptable. And I don't mean that we can't be around people or around situations that are sinful. And I don't mean that we are to judge. I don't mean that. But we can love the sinner and hate the sin. We can love the sinner and not justify the sin. Um, and if the Bible says it's a sin, it's a sin. 
he never changes. And I just get so, I catch myself. You know, you don't want to say certain things because you're going to be, you know, looked at as, you know, you're the problem. You're judgmental. You're anti this. You're anti that. You're this. You're that. No. I just know what the word tells me. I know what the Bible tells me. And I, for one, will not lower my standards and accept sin and try to make it right in my life. I only have control of my life. I can't help what anybody else does with theirs. I will love you. I will pray for you. I will encourage you. I will give you scripture to back up why I believe what I believe. But at the end of the day, it's on you and what you choose to believe and how you choose to live your life. I'm still going to love you. I'm going to love you. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not your judge. But at the same time, I will not sit there and say, if you are blatantly sinning and going against the word and you ask me about it, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear if you're looking for me to condone it. Does that make sense? I don't know. It's just, I know it's the times that we live in. I've heard that growing up my whole life, you know, when different things would change and progress. Um, oh, it's just the time we live in. It's just the time we live in. Yeah. But I'm telling you, the time we live in now, we are closer to the coming of the Lord. We are closer to seeing that foundation made of stones and those gates made of pearls. And all of that's going to be beautiful. And, you know, I'm so thankful that God loves us enough that he's wanting to make us the perfect place. I don't need any of that. Just give me Jesus. Just let me be in your presence. Just let me sit at your feet. Just let me sit at your feet, Lord. Just let me be in your presence. That's all the reward that I need. That is all I crave. That is all I want is to be in your presence, Lord. I don't care about the gates of pearls and the stone foundation. That's wonderful. Thank you for loving me that much. But you know what? It's not about any of that. It is about being in his presence, about living eternity with God. That's what I want. And I'm telling you, the, the older I get... The more things change, the harder times get, the more I find myself longing for the Lord to come back and just take us home. And I want to be ready. I want to be ready. That's why I must keep myself and this flesh in check at all times because he could come. If it, we never know. Even the angels never know. They don't know. And I've even had dreams about this um, here recently about you know, the Lord coming, and I had a dream that I was going about my business. I was in somewhere. I don't even know where I was, and it's going about my business in this black cloud. Everything just went black. This sound just started to blow, and he was calling different ones out by name and asking them questions, and, you know, this is just a dream. I know this is not how it's going to be, but then I don't know if this is how it's going to be, but depending on how you answered the question, if you answered it correctly, would determine your fate. And I, I remember saying, oh, I hope you don't call my name. I hope you don't call my name. And there he did. He called my name. And I was just like, Lord, please bring back to remembrance everything. Everything I've ever known about you. Just please bring it back to remembrance because 
I want to make heaven my home. I don't want to go to hell. And hell is very real. We don't talk about hell, but hell is real, y'all. Hell is real. It is a real place. It is a real place. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And I don't want to go to hell. And I woke up before anything. I don't know how it would have went, but it has put a, it has put a stirring in me. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that he loves me enough to stir me up and not let me get complacent and get relaxed and conform. But I'm so thankful that he loves me enough to talk to me through my dreams, through my everyday life, through his word. I'm so thankful. And I just want to make heaven my home. I just want to make heaven my home because I'm telling you, eternity is never ending. Eternity is never ending. What seems like a long day, week, month, year here. It's not even the beginning of what eternity is like. And I don't know about you, but that scares the daylights out of me. Because I don't want to spend eternity in hell. I truly don't. I know this was heavy. I know this was probably in a different direction than I even thought it would go. But. It's real and it's something we need to keep in the forefront of our mind. We don't need to forget. We don't need to just, oh, we'll think about that tomorrow. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed that day. We got to think about the here and the now. We got to keep self right here and now. Because we don't know what the future holds. I may get up out of this chair and drop dead. I just never know. And I know that's so like, oh, but it's so true. We are not guaranteed anything. So we've got to keep self in check right now. Right now. Whew. I feel the Lord. I feel the Lord. I feel the Lord. And I thank Him. I pray that you feel Him. I pray that you are encouraged. This is not meant to scare. I don't, I don't believe in scare tactics. They don't work and they don't last. But I believe that the Lord is stirring us. And through these devotions, he's helping us to keep our attitude in check, keep our, our spirit in check, keep our flesh under subjection. You know, he's teaching us and he's been guiding us. And I'm so thankful he loves us enough, y'all, that he will do this for us, that he will burden me, that he will stir me. He will talk to me. He will convict to me. That's love, y'all. That is love. When you ever get convicted of something, when you're doing something and the, the Lord convicts you of it and stops you in your tracks. I'm not saying you do this. I'm not saying I do this. But instead of thinking oh, or getting mad or upset, we should just be saying, thank you, Lord, that you love me enough and that you want me saved. You want me with you that enough that you will convict me and make me uncomfortable. And help me right my wrongs. Oh, I love him so much, y'all. He's so good. He's so good. Every day he's good. And I love him. And I want to spend eternity with him. And I want you there with me. Oh, I love y'all. I pray that this has blessed you. In no way am I trying to put the fear or anything like that. Um, but... I know that I needed a good stir in my spirit to remind me. And I, I I just wanted to share what I've been going through and share how the Lord's been dealing with me. And if it can encourage you and bless you, wonderful. If it doesn't do anything for you, what meant for you?
<laughs> I pray that you're blessed. I pray you have a wonderful day and I will see you in the next one. Bye y'all. Thank you.